0: Hi everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network, your team every
0: day. Hello, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Blue Devils Podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, and it's so great to have you here with us on this Monday, November 6th. 2023 college basketball season is back tonight. The first official game of the Duke season as they get set to take on Dartmouth. We'll talk about that with our good pal Jordan Mann when he joins us here on the show a little bit later. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much, as always, for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen and first watch each and every day. A special shout out to all of our everydayers out there. We have been waiting a long time since that unfortunate Sad defeat against Tennessee in the NCAA tournament a year ago. Just waiting for something real around Duke basketball to come back. And it's here tonight. Each and every game, we'll be breaking it down right here on Lockdown Blue Devils. So give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. And follow me there as well at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. All right, enough of that. Let's get to it. Let's bring on our good friend, Jordan Mann, who's here with us now. And my friend, what a perfect day it is. College basketball is back. And uh, you and I, both crazy hoop heads, we love this time of year.
2: It is the best time of year. This is my annual tweet. I've already tweeted out that I missed the 24-hour tip-off. I wish that college (laughs) basketball would bring it back. There is nothing better than watching midnight basketball, 2 a.m. basketball, 4 a.m. basketball, 6 a.m. basketball. I'll never forget the last time that happened. I was at App State, and my me and my buddy pulled an all-nighter and just watched college basketball for legit 24 hours. It was the best day of my life, and I <laughs> wish they would bring that back.
0: And We need it back, man. Unfortunately, we got to settle with uh, some a little bit earlier tip-offs in the afternoon later today. Of course, Duke, a late one tonight. You can see it on the screen there if you're watching us uh, on YouTube, 9 p.m. Eastern. Duke will get going on the ACC network immediately following the UNC game. So the Tar Heels – A couple of miles up the road, they start their season at 7 p.m. Eastern, Duke to follow uh, on the ACC Network, taking on Dartmouth here. So uh, just beyond excited for this season to get here, we've talked a lot about how important it is that Duke has four returners that played significant minutes from a year ago coming back on this year's team. And I think it's going to be up to those four to kind of set the tone early in the season for what Duke can be this year.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're a Duke fan, you watch the UNC Pembroke scrimmage. You got to look at the exhibition. You got to like what you saw from, I mean, Tyrese Proctor came out hot. The one thing about him, man, he he always had a pretty shot last year. It was just a little inconsistent behind the three-point line. He hit five threes, I think, in the first half against UNC Pembroke. And if he's going to be that efficient behind three-point line with his facilitating ability and his scoring (laughs) Oh, my God, JJ. He's going to. I say he's the best point guard in the country. If he's doing that, he is by far the best point guard in the country. So I'm excited to watch the backcourt again for Duke. And uh, Reeves didn't play against Pembroke in the exhibition, so I wonder if he will, if he's okay, if he's healthy enough to play against Dartmouth. So I would love to see Reeves get some minutes as a big guy.
0: Yeah, and just seeing guys come back for another season. Jaden Shoot in that company as well. Again, we'll get to the newcomers making their debut here in just a moment. But Proctor was so deadly from outside in that exhibition. Hopefully that continues this season. Mark Mitchell doing his thing, attacking the rim, uh, cutting. I mean, one of the best cutters uh, that I think we've seen play at Duke in quite some time, and Mark Mitchell doesn't really have the ball in his hands too frequently to put his head down and go to work himself, but man, if he sees an open lane, he's going right after it.
2: Yeah, he has a high IQ of where to be without the ball, and that's something you really can't teach. It's almost more instinctual, and Mark Mitchell is very good at that, and he's very good on the glass, and for a Duke team that's going to be Relatively small. With if Flip plays the five, any that's Mitchell's strong suit is crashing the rim, and I think Duke's going to be okay with him playing the four if they want to go three guards.
0: And in so many ways, it feels important that that's a player you have on your roster when you're worried about. Okay, there's only a one basketball, one basketball. We got to share shots as a team. Someone's got to be a little bit. I don't know that passive is the word, but kind of waiting to pick their spots almost to kind of get involved, and it feels perfectly suited for Mark Mitchell to do that. We remember the big three-point shot he had against Notre Dame in the regular season last year to kind of ice that game away. Big-time buckets. Obviously missed him in that Tennessee game in the NCAA tournament to close out the season. But uh, I personally have not been giving Mark Mitchell enough love this offseason. Need to do a better job of doing that. Hold me accountable, Duke basketball fans, because I want to make sure that guy feels loved and appreciated.
2: Yeah, I mean – it was a pretty big deal that he was coming back when he announced he was coming back. But in a weird way, it feels like he went on the back burner after he announced he came back because it's like Flip came back, yeah. your two proctors coming back, this recruiting class is coming in, and then it's like, oh, also Duke has Mark Mitchell. But like you said, he is there's going to be plenty of games for Duke where he is the X factor, or it's going to come down to a huge rebound, a crucial tip in. Mark Mitchell is going to be around the ball when it matters most for Duke.
0: Let's make it happen. Excited to see Duke basketball back in action later tonight, taking on Dartmouth. Let's talk a little bit about Duke's opponent from the Ivy League, and we'll do that after our first time out here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Brewing. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non alcoholic beer game. They make non alcoholic beers that actually taste good, that are full of flavor and well crafted just like your full-strength beer. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden, sours, and more. They're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. Fit for all times, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity even more enjoyable. There are also no hangovers ever. How awesome is that? You can find Athletic in-store, online, or at bars around the country. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or go to athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your online order. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. (laughs) Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Moving forward here in today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside my pal Jordan Mann, who is uh, at Duke FB fans on Twitter for his football coverage. Shout out to those guys for their Thursday night win against Wake Forest. They've got a big one coming up on Saturday at UNC. More football talk coming for you later in the week. Also follow him on Twitter at Coach J-Man. But we're talking about Dartmouth here today. Our uh, friends over at FanDuel have the Blue Devils favored by 27 and a half to open up this college basketball season. So uh, a game in which Duke should win, Jordan. We should not be on upset alert for the number two team in the country, but excited to see how well Duke can play in this first game of the year.
2: Yeah, not not upset alert, uh game one for Duke, uh knock on wood, but um I do I do like Duke at that number two. So shout out to Vandal. but <laughs> yeah, I do like them uh at 27 because Dartmouth does. I know you'll dive, deep dive into them a little bit more, but their leading leading scorer, who was also leading rebound last year, transferred to Loyola Chicago. So they have a couple guys returning that. Are three point shooters at both average 12 a game. That's the only other two double digit scores that are returning. So Duke will, it'll be a healthy warm up for Duke going into the season before it really gets going for Duke.
0: Anytime you get a chance to play an Ivy League competitor, I know we've seen a couple of uh, matchups even in the NCAA tournament. I'm thinking about a game against Yale a few seasons ago that Duke had. Uh, Obviously, you had the connection there with Tommy Amaker at Harvard. Uh, This Duke team, however, has never played. Dartmouth before. First time ever meeting between these two teams. A really exciting moment I would imagine for some of those Ivy League guys who uh they're going to walk into Cameron Indoor Stadium tonight. They're going to get the full Cameron Crazies effect and uh, yeah best of luck as uh, right. Duke's going to be one of the top teams in the entire country. Again knock on all wood possible but this right. is ultimately what should happen when you look at a game like tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's going to be a great experience for the Dartmouth players to play in Cameron. I looked last year at their schedule to see if they had another big Division One team that they played and they did not. So this is the first time, at least in a couple of years for Dartmouth, that are going to be playing at a venue like Duke. And uh, it's going to be a good atmosphere for them. But I do think Duke rolls against Dartmouth, like I said, and starts the year off 1-0.
0: Uh, last season, Dartmouth was 10 and 18, 6 and 8 in the Ivy League, as the big green this season were picked to finish seventh. So, towards the bottom of that conference. So, taking a look at what they could do this season, Ryan Cornish is an outside shooter to be on the lookout for. And then, anytime you're looking at matchups between uh, kind of Duke and group of five, non power five, big six teams in college basketball. One of the first things you always jump to, Jordan, is the big size difference oftentimes between these two lineups. The projected starters for Dartmouth, 6'4", six, 6'3", six, and then three different guys who are 6'8". Meanwhile, Duke's got a 6'9", Mark Mitchell, who's going to play a good bit, Kyle Filipowski at 7 feet tall himself. A lot of bigs coming off the bench for Duke. So uh, big-time size discrepancy in a lot of ways
2: uh size discrepancy is one thing and athleticism is another thing that duke like mark mark mitchell would be the five for them at six nine and with his wingspan athleticism and there's talks that he should just be the three at duke so yeah that's uh as a guy who's repping my boys spare him as we play ecu today shout there out you go. To getting paid to lose but it's fine and my point being, I've been on the court where I was the small team against the big team, and it's just going to be one of those days where Duke's going to have a lot easier buckets around the rim in the paint and several offensive rebounds for Duke as well.
0: First time ever again, Duke taking on Dartmouth, the big green, who will feature Ryan Cornish, who shot 40% from the three-point line Last season, their leading returning score at 12.5 points per game. Dusan Neskovich wasn't far behind uh, at 12.2 points per game last season. So a couple of names that we'll hear uh, tonight. But again, this should be a game that Duke should feel good about. You talk about coming into a big gym, the lights, the action. Oh my gosh, we're Dartmouth and now we're playing against Duke. What that could feel like. We also need to talk about these Duke newcomers. We're going to be playing their first college basketball game. Uh, when you talk about the four freshmen, Jared McCain appears likely to start for Duke uh, in that fifth starter spot, but we will see the likes of Caleb Foster, TJ Power, Sean Stewart, I would imagine, throughout tonight's game. And uh, welcome to college basketball. They finally get to experience what it's all about to play in a real game, wearing Duke across their chest.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think this is the game where John Shire is going to have the bench go pretty deep pretty early too just to get the guys feet wet pretty quickly of the college basketball life and I'm honestly I'm curious to see how Sean Stewart does because I know kind of the craziness you can chalk it up for being counted kind on of the craziness but he was sped up in that at a lot of times and so I'm curious to see now against Dartmouth does he slow down and let the game come to him when he's in for say he plays eight minutes tonight how solid are those eight minutes for him because at the end of the day, it's going to be a confidence booster for these freshmen. But, like, hey, I can I can play with these guys. I know it's Dartmouth, but at the end of the day, they're 18. This is their first college game. There's going to be nerves. So I'm looking forward to seeing them.
0: And you want to get this one out of the way because, again, we big picture, we know what's looming following Dartmouth, back-to-back games, Friday night at home against Arizona. And then uh, next Tuesday, eight days from today, We've got that big one in the Champions Classic against Michigan State. So uh, kind of get right, get your feet back under you, get more into that playing condition. How much is that as well? Just trying to get into the rhythm of what those media timeouts are like. It's one thing to be in practice, but just kind of getting used to the breaks in a college game.
2: Yeah, it it takes you a second to get accustomed to the flow of the game as a freshman because you realize, hey, at the under 16, it's a breather, (laughs) under 12, it's a breather, which is nice, but when you come from high school, there is no under, there is no media timeout. So it's just go, go, go. So to get your rhythm going, to stop and start, is something that they're going to get accustomed to against Dartmouth and get the rotation going. And then, like you said, when they play Arizona Friday, it's going to be up even bigger notch. And after – look, the first week of the season, it's going to be rust. It, it just is. They, we have 18-year-olds. It's like, it's going to happen. They're talented, but they need to get it going, and Dartmouth's the perfect – uh opponent to get it going
0: duke and dartmouth tonight at 9 p.m eastern on the acc network make sure you check it out And of course tomorrow we'll have a full recap for you as to what happens we'll start to look ahead to arizona uh, but on the other side of this break we'll talk big picture duke starting another college basketball season year two of the john shire era what else do we need to know we discuss that after one more break here on Lockdown blue devils Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new hire can feel like such a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. (laughs) Closing out today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Alongside Jordan Mayne, I'm JJ Jackson. Duke basketball starts another season. They had the big-time win against UNC Pembroke in their exhibition last week. Now a game tonight against Dartmouth. That's for real. Arizona in a big non-conference matchup on uh, Friday. But we would be remiss if we did not mention briefly a big development over the weekend. Yet another commitment for John Shire in the Brotherhood. Patrick the II from Paul VI up there in Virginia becomes the fifth commit in the class of 2024. What an amazing grab for John Shire. And uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, he is on an absolute run in the recruiting world.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he literally takes no days off, J.J. like, that guy, <laughs> Duke plays, Duke practices, Duke gets a commit for the next season. Like, it's unbelievable what he's done on the recruiting trail. Shout out to the whole staff. I mean, you can't just credit the big guy. Everybody out there that's behind the scenes doing an absolute fantastic job for Duke. And, yeah, now they got a big man to go along with uh, Cooper Flagg and Isaiah and a couple other guys. So it's going to be – the class is just going to be very, very deep, JJ. And there might be one more guy coming. So allegedly there might be one more. So we're going to see if there's any more good news for Duke later in the recruiting process.
0: Yeah, we got to see, of course, Dylan Harper, VJ Edgecomb still out there. Harper, of course, linked with Rutgers as well. I know VJ Edgecomb has an official visit coming up this weekend at St. John's. We'll see how Rick Patino factors into this kind of recruiting sweepstakes against Duke. Not the first time Patino's, Been trying to recruit guys also, uh, considering the Duke Blue Devils. But uh, you saw some reports yesterday uh, about uh, this recruiting class maybe not being as solid as one might think. Isaiah Evans immediately tweets that he's not going anywhere. People are curious what's the status of Con Knipple, whether or not he wants to reconsider going to Duke and that sort of thing. I don't know anything. I just do know that. Minutes will be a little hard to come by when you're putting together as talented of a roster as Duke has got. Uh, but uh, let's hang tight until someone actually makes a decision. No need to kind of worry about this. We've got a new year that's tipping off tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah. We have a new year tipping off tonight. And if I had to guess, whoever the guy is, as process of elimination, it might be con because on uh, the commitments uh, – Post, Darren Harris was also in a Blue Devils uniform on a throwback when they were playing together. So that kind of eliminates Darren from that as well. And so if uh, Eschcombe does commit to Duke, he's a shooting guard, and then you might see a domino fall. But like you said, that's in the future. But right now it's Duke against Dartmouth, and that's all next season. And this season is literally today. And that's what Duke fans need to focus on is how Duke's going to look today. And I think Jeremy Roach is going to really lead this offense to a crisp performance.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see Roach back at it. Year four doing his thing out there. Duke, of course, is 91-27 and 27 all-time in season openers. 22 straight years that Duke has started the year off with a win as Duke returns 60 points per game from last year's team. You talk about production. That's the most report- returning points by a Duke team since the 2008 2009 season. And they also returned four players with 30 plus starts for the first time since 2000, 2001, when Duke returned Shane Battier, Carlos Boozer, Nate James, and Jay Williams. And might I remind people what that team did? They went on to win a national championship game. So uh, love that the Duke Media Relations staff pointed out kind of those stats for us to talk about here. Terrific, terrific stuff uh, that Duke's got so much experience coming back this season.
2: Yeah, I love that tidbit. That's why I raised my fingers like, yeah, what did that thing do? (laughs) got it, JJ. But, yeah, that is – the 60 points per game returning stat is a fantastic stat because it makes you realize that, hey, one-and-done era for Duke has been – there's been so much turnover over a decade now at Duke that that's an underrated stat that 60-plus points per game are coming back. And my college coach and a lot of college coaches always told me that you see the jump in production from your freshman to sophomore year. Then the numbers are more efficient – Proctor already looks that way against USC Pembroke. That his shots more consistent from three point range. You saw Roach from his freshman year to sophomore year. He took that giant leap. And so if Flip can take that leap, Mitchell can take that leap, and Tyrese Proctor can take that leap. Oh my gosh! Like it might. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jinx it. I'm gonna enjoy game by game, JJ. But that's a good trend for Duke right now coming in this season.
0: Yeah, it's the perfect formula for a dominant Duke basketball team which we certainly do love. So, again, first game of the season, excited to see this Duke team back in action under the big lights. I'm really curious how deep of a rotation Duke is going to have this year. That answer will not come this evening. In a game that Duke is favored by nearly four touchdowns on the uh, the hardwood there, we're not going to know for sure how many guys are going to factor in. But a game like tonight, I'd love to see 10-11 guys get possibly, you know, five, six minutes each out there on the floor, some being well more than that. But, yeah, I'd love to see the bench go really deep tonight just to get those guys in a little bit of a rhythm.
2: Yeah, uh, tonight would be a night where I could see Duke getting a deep bench. But like you said, I will go a step further that you will will not know Duke's bench rotation until probably January. Like that's just how it is. Like Duke might go ten guys tonight because they can. But then against Arizona, maybe Shire has a tight lid. They go seven. Like there is a rhyme or reason, but he might just play seven guys Friday because he's trying to win with who he knows. And then he'll keep going fluctuating through uh, November and December. And then January, it's like, okay, I have a good feel for a rotation. So if Duke's worried about minutes, Duke fans, I should say, worried about minutes for certain guys, I would not worry about it until January, basically, is when the real season is locked in from a coaching perspective.
0: Well, let's see what happens tonight. Duke basketball is here. Jordan, it's always good to talk about it with you. Excited to watch the game a little bit later this evening and uh, excited that we're going to have plenty more basketball chats uh, coming to folks' YouTube channels in the days and weeks to come. You're a busy man at Duke FB Fans, the Big J, Little J Show. Kind of tell us all about the work you've got now that the new season is here.
2: Yeah, so uh, the Big J and Little J show, uh, right now we're still talking about Duke football preview against Duke UNC. We'll record tomorrow and have it out, and then we will be having a Duke basketball episode to kick off the season after the Dartmouth game to preview what's yet to come for Duke, and I'm going to start having some interviews with some guys that are affiliated around the Duke program basketball, football-wise, and maybe even in the ACC, and so I'm excited to see where it goes for the Big J and Little J show. I'm going to have a lot of ACC content for all ACC fans, so I'm looking forward to it, and I appreciate you having me on and being able to promote the show, JJ.
0: Yeah, there, there's word out there, Jordan, that the Big J and Little J show might feature a JJ at, at some point in the near future. So I'm I'm glad we're gonna be able to make that happen, man.
2: Yeah, I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being the one to ask you the question rather than me. It feels it feels great to sit uh to switch tables, to switch seasons. Yeah.
0: No kidding. Well, have a great week. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you brother all right that's jordan mayan joining us here on today's episode of lockdown blue devils and that's going to do it for our show here today enjoy duke basketball it's back we've waited a long time for it soak it all in and have a little bit of fun tonight we'll be back with you tomorrow to talk about everything that happens inside Cameron indoor stadium later tonight that's going to do it for today's show as always go duke i'll talk to you tomorrow my name is jj jackson thank you and good day
1: American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.